This episode of Industry Focus is brought to you by Green Chef. Start the new year right by eating healthy and saving money. Green Chef is an organic meal kit delivery service that brings fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your doorstep. Go to greenchef.com forward slash fool to get $50 off today. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, January 5th, 2017, so we're talking about energy, materials, and industrials. I'm joined in studio by the irreplaceable Taylor Muckerman. Happy New Year, Taylor. Fireworks are still going off in the studio. Um, yeah, d- d- you know it's a fire hazard, right? You can't do that? Oh, really? Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Yeah. I didn't get fired yet for it. Um, we'll change it to sparklers instead. Oh jeez, um, that's actually that would be is that a fire hazard, Austin? Sparklers? Nah. He's he's shaking his head. Yes, that's bad. Nah. Our, our producer Austin does not approve of sparklers. Why do you gotta be like it's Happy New Year, man? Come on. He's just sitting over there with. I don't his... you guys burn down my studio. <laughs> nice. Okay. Burn this. Never mind. Doesn't he have a Could great t- radio vo- voice, folks? Yeah, I think we should uh, just give up. Yeah. Do you want? Can you just come in here and like do this, and I'll go get some coffee? I'll just take over. Attaboy. boy. Good. You talk about hockey. <laughs> um, well, so, what are we talking about? If he's talking about hockey, what are we up for today? Um, well, uh, to answer your question, Taylor, thanks for that transition. Yeah, I'm Look trying. at this guy. Yeah. yeah. A little two-line um, pass there. Really quickly, I just wanted to uh, mention OPEC, because okay. it's just what we do. Yeah, um, we're going to try and trim that down unless there's something major, but we, I feel like New Year, we have to at least... Well, it's th- this is the it. first month that they're actually going to supposedly do yeah, the production right. cuts that they the agreed cuts. to. Yep. Um, Up to 1.8 million barrels a day, including the 11 other countries right. that uh, committed Well, they had it. gotten the big thing story a couple of weeks ago was Mexico was in on it yeah. and blah, blah, Russia, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I actually just saw in the wires this morning that Iraq has already cut production. They're actually doing it. Yeah, um, they're cutting uh, medium and heavy crude, um, which is... Basically, what everybody produces I'm, over there. I'm mildly impressed with how everybody's actually doing what they said they would do. Well, we don't know like to the degree to the extent that they've cut, but yeah, they've started to cut along with Oman and Kuwait as well. So um, there's at least three out of the the OPEC members. Um, and We're ten percent there. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> don't we don't know much about uh, the other countries. Uh, Mexico wasn't necessarily cutting; they were just expecting a drop, natural decline of right. oil wells without having the replacement there. Um, but of those 11, all eyes are on Russia, who hasn't begun to cut or provided any guidance, really, of when they might decide to. I get the distinct impression that Russia views the world as uh, being on a need-to-know basis. So yeah, I think <laughs> I think maybe they're waiting to see what happens when everyone else cuts, and if prices uh, rise, they're going to probably be like, well, you know what? Well, oh, thanks, guys. Um, you know that Saudi Arabia already increased their prices. You know how they set monthly prices yeah, to, to like different Asia regions, and United yeah. States and stuff, and they already upped it a little bit because of the cut. They're like, yeah, we cut production, yeah. so we're upping the price. Upping now. prices, and um, but you know, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, straight from the mouth of the former Saudi Arabian oil minister talking about OPEC and their previous cuts, saying, "quote We tend to cheat," so. We'll be we'll be surprised to see 100% of that 1.8 million barrels per day cut. Um, analyst I've seen, Goldman Sachs analyst said he believes around 84% of that total will well, be before, achieved. Before the holiday, I've you, seen as low as 70%. Before the holiday, you said historically, what was it you said? You usually get about two thirds, like yeah. over the last 40 years or whatever. Right. Like yeah, I think it falls right in that 60 to 75% range. I don't know if we got 83. That'd be a win. 
right? Yeah, it would be uh, historically it would be a win. Yeah, yeah, good for them. Um, and uh, moving on very briefly to our likely next Secretary of State under the Donald Trump presidential administration. Still to be confirmed, but yeah, moving in that direction. Uh, likely. Likely. You know. No one uh, else has been named even right. close. So, uh, Plus, he's a really good negotiator. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's... I didn't know he had this much money, but I guess I should have assumed. But um, He's been there since he started his career. So, he's handing over control of $250 million worth of ExxonMobil shares, yeah. and his net worth is like 400 cool <laughs> yeah he's yeah he's disclosed about 400 million in assets um you're talking about that's like includes pension and stock that he owned and the 180 million dollar payout he's set to receive um simply for becoming the secretary it's, it's of good State. to be the king yeah not too shabby um but on top of that you know he's got holdings in in several other oil companies um producers uh service companies you're looking at Royal Dutch Shell, Chevron, Schlumberger, GE um, didn't necessarily disclose the full value of those, but um, yeah, this guy's—he's an energy man, quite clearly. With with a name like Rex Tillerson, how could it be otherwise? Yeah, that's wildcatter through and through. It's it, you name a kid that because you think he's going to be an oil <laughs> yeah, man. It's like having a kid that you want to be a wrestler and never let him <laughs> lay down on its back. Um, that's basically what happens when you name your kid Rex Tillerson. Boom. Uh, so moving on to uh, the oil market, yeah, the OPEC cuts actually having its desired effect, at least uh, for the price of oil. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that, of course, has side effects like the increased drilling activity domestically here in the United States. Yep, gonna happen. Saudis knew it. It is what it is. It's already um, happening. We've we saw production pick up later in the year of 2016. And right, you'd imagine it will. And refresh my memory, I think um, U.S. productions dropped about a million barrels. We were like 9.6, yeah, right and it dropped 8.6 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Halliburton's hiring 200 workers in, unsurprisingly, the Permian Basin we just did. I think you sent me this article. Yeah, that's the hotness. What um, They laid off a ton of people, though. Yeah, so last year, if you looked at the announced layoffs, energy Thousands. services companies... Tens were of the largest by far. Schlumberger had two of the top five largest announced layoffs last year, I think, and then uh, Schlumberger was also, or right. Halliburton was also right up there. Um, so yeah, I don't know if these are new jobs, but either they're shifting 200 to the Permian or they're announcing actually hiring. So 200 I was, new folks. I wasn't particularly impressed with this particular headline. I was like, okay, one, well, it's 200 guys, yeah. and who are we kidding? To like, start, hundreds of thousands yeah. of people have lost their job. Two, it's in the Permian, which mm -hmm. ah, yeah. not surprising at all either. Um, but uh, driller, the other headline that we were talking about before we came in here was drillers capping uh, their uh, record year for stock sales with a huge bump in December, which is again not surprising because OPEC gave the oil industry a wonderful Thanksgiving present. Yes, they did. This seems slightly like a, a bigger deal um yeah so you're looking at these companies going out there and mostly these are mid to small size companies or small okay, to mid -size so these are companies. not yeah you're not you're not seeing big equity raises from the integrateds or anything like eog or pioneer uh, but you Plus are they don't need the cash right but they got a little bit of an opening and they're like we need to raise money yeah so you've got diamondback raising money to purchase some assets in uh, west texas gulfport energy raised uh raised some money to buy assets in oklahoma um, and then a few other companies out there as well you look at a record year for issuances by oil and gas producers um 31.3 billion dollars 
in 2016, which is twice as much as you saw in 2015. That is amazing. So, and, and what was it in 2014? Ah, uh, 2014 number not off the top of my head. But still, um, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, just in December alone, they raised about. A, and this was equity, fifth, not debt. Yeah, this so is all equity. Yeah, that is staggering. So, some to are me. paying down debt, but most of them, I think, are just gearing up, uh, not to necessarily immediately drill, but. They they think that it's about time, so they're they're padding the the wallet here. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that that does seem to be interesting. And, and it might it might prove pristine because right now you're looking at expectations that the cost of drilling and, and fracking is going to rise about twenty percent this year, um, simply because companies like Halliburton and Schlumberger and Baker Hughes and Weatherford, the services companies, gave pricing concessions over the last couple of years to help yeah, these was- drillers maintain a low cost per barrel to produce so that they could actually do some drilling. Um, and, and they're probably going to try and claw that back. On top of that, um, just higher demand in general. The services are going to be stretched because of the layoffs that we talked about. Um, so you're looking at a, up to maybe a 20% increase in the in the price of fracking, which could add up to $10 per barrel um, to, their to, cost. to the base yeah. cost. Yep. Yeah. Well, was that a month ago that you first mentioned that? Um, it was you. I we think on air, yeah. yeah. I've I've had it in my mind for a little while, but um, yeah, those prices they've been nice, are and now serious. they want to make money too. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It, the and and these producers, they they can't they can't acquire the oil and natural gas without these companies. So um, they're the bottleneck, and if they don't get the prices they want, well, you know what? Game over. Yeah. Uh, well, once again, this episode of Industry Focus is brought to you by Green Chef. I have personally tried one of their meals. They were kind enough to send a kit to our office, and I cannot begin to tell you how delicious it was. So Chris Hill said too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it, I'm not a huge cook, but it was extremely pleasurable, and it was very tasty. He even impressed his family with his culinary skills. Chris Hill cooked. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we talked about it. This on is Monday, a big deal. On Tuesday. We're gonna, yeah. We're gonna have to go talk to him about this. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, but yeah, it was great, and uh, I'm on the crux of just buying a few more meals to start the uh, year off right, eating healthy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, especially for the uh, uh, busy on-the-go podcaster such as myself. It's nice to have uh, all that taken care of. So much part. hard work behind the scenes. Hey, 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 I, I work really hard. I know. <laughs> the ratings on iTunes prove it out. Um, I swear, but anyway. Um, but uh, to our listeners, you are going to save money and eat healthy for reals this time. I can guarantee it. With Green Chef, resolutions have never been easier or tastier. Green Chef's USDA certified organic meal kits make it easy to cook healthy and feel great about where your food comes from. You could be cooking dinners like roasted rainbow carrots with chickpeas and artichoke uh, gramolata. I am totally butchering that. I apologize. It's okay. Gremolata. You can cook it. You can't say it. Why? Well, I just throw it in the pan. That's right. Uh, they deliver everything you need to cook amazing dinners right to your door. It is organic, non-GMO ingredients, pre-chopped and pre-measured, so you can get dinner on the table in just 30 minutes. Step-by-step recipe and structures and photos are included. Choose the plan that's right for you with options like vegan, paleo, and gluten-free. No shopping, no planning, and no commitments. Switch between menus, skip weekends, or cancel whenever you want. Just go to greenchef.com forward slash fool to get $50 off today. Make Green Chef the resolution that sticks. Uh, so, Mr. Muckerman, what we're gonna go from guys getting oil out of the ground to uh, the next stage of what might be how the world is powered with mm-hmm, energy. Mm-hmm. Um, carbon emissions for 2016, we just found out, are expected to be the lowest since 1992. Whoa! What were you doing in 1992, Taylor? 
Well, let's see. I was seven. So probably you were playing, playing power probably Rangers. playing outside and you harnessing the power, power of the sun oh myself. Oh my gosh. Getting some vitamin, vitamin D. D. Oh my gosh. Um this I have to think that a lot of this is because of just way more efficient cars. Um efficient cars, yeah, that's that's big. The switch from natural gas or from coal to natural gas to um, generate power in the United States because we saw this year for the first time ever natural gas overtook coal as the largest uh, provider of fuel to create electricity. Um, so that's a big thing. And uh, I think people drove a lot more this year because gas was so cheap. I don't have the exact specifics on that. There were statistics that was like people because it's, it's a calculation. It's like, well, yeah. do we fly or do we drive? Especially if you have a family of four, it's very price dependent. And well, when gas you start, cheap. When you start keeping Volkswagen honest, I mean, then, <laughs> then uh, we get down to the bottom of it. You, you take all those older cars <laughs> off the street that were polluting more than we Wait, thought. Wait, so are you, are you implying that Volkswagen is the reason for this drop? <laughs> Quite possibly. Maybe they should be lauded. There were a lot of Volkswagen Jettas included in this, now that you say Yeah, that. millions. <laughs> Globally. I don't know about um, how many were impacted in the U.S., but yeah. Boom. Big deal. Um, also a part of it might be, and we talked about this uh, before, but solar power is on the rise in Texas in 2016. Yes, yes. Which is, of course, the other part of this. And also, um, I don't know if you saw uh, MotleyFool.com writer Travis Hoyam. He recently wrote a piece about how... Um, Las Vegas is entirely green now. No kidding. For their energy. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're in a desert, so there's like. Weird. So that new hockey gonna stadium is going to be completely it, solar powered. Yeah. Wow. Check Isn't that, that out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but same deal in Texas. You get just desert yeah. land. Can't nothing grows. They're Let's catching put up, a solar up to panel. California and Nevada in terms of solar installations. I think this was the strongest year ever for them. Um, and uh, it's also fun for them because there's three power grids nationally in the United States. There's the eastern grid, the western grid, and Texas. I had no idea. About they that. have their own power grid. I wonder who negotiated that. It is clear that just well think about the Texas mentality. Like, yeah, we we could have been our own country if we wanted to. We could have been. We could have been. Yeah, they probably will one day. Yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, you're looking at 77 percent of all the solar that was installed um, in, in the third quarter. So the third quarter was. Uh, Two times as big as the second quarter of 2016 in terms of installations, and three times as big as the third quarter of 2015. So year over year, three times more um, in terms of capacity, solar power capacity was installed in the third quarter. You're looking at great expectations for the fourth quarter. We haven't seen those results out yet. But about three quarters of the third quarter installations were of the utility scale variety. Um, so that means you're looking at potential companies like First Solar or SunPower really benefiting. Well, so there. the 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 price drops this past year, like a lot of the solar stocks that you're talking about just now, their stocks aren't doing that great because they're having to cut prices because mm-hmm. it's at the end of the day, it's a it's a hardware commodity. Like yep. this is what happened with computers. And uh, if memory serves, like the prices of these solar cells were dropping 10, 20 percent last year. Like this isn't surprising at all. Yeah, they're down big, and and obviously the market's responding by increasing the demand for such. Uh, you're seeing the parity really start to creep up in terms of it costing the same or less to use solar power. So, um, I do need to ask, just because it lends itself to what we were talking about before, so, you know, the switch from coal to natural gas is obviously awesome, lower emissions, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Um, is, should natural gas be worried now? Uh, because of solar power yeah. and wind power? No, I don't think so, um, because right now you're looking at natural gas being the base load provider. 
Now, because you do need it absolutely, overnight. Absolutely, yeah. Mean, it's, what, what, the sun sets. In uh, terms of aggregate, I'm pretty sure natural gas is you know here to stay. Multiples above solar and wind right now. That being said, they're they're catching up in terms of like. I mean, you talk about doubling and tripling growth quarter over quarter, year over year. Uh, so that that's pretty meaningful, and it, I don't really see any that's slowing down. Because if you talk about reduced reduced costs and utilities, utilities, utility, cells are, utility scale, they're is getting what it's, what efficient it's going too. Like the cheap cells are like nineteen percent efficient now, mm-hmm. which. Uh, Ten years ago, ten percent efficiency was a big deal. Yeah, the more expensive super quality cells are in the twenty three percentage efficiency ranges. Like this is, it's getting good if you want to do this something like this. Yeah, and I don't know how many homes there are in the United States, but enough solar capacity was installed. Supposedly, they're predicting once they get fourth quarter numbers. I think there's 110, 120 million households. Okay. That, of course, includes. Uh, I'm talking about like census data. Yeah, like there's yeah. 110, 20 million uh, households, and again, I could be wrong, but um, I don't know how many houses that is because you got single people yep. in there too. But so you've anyway. got a, arguably you have a long way to go. But in 2016 alone, they estimate that enough was installed to power 2.3 million homes. No, that's actually so that's well, a I was going to guess a million. Number. That's yeah. high. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Wow. Um, gosh, is there any way for us to make money off of this? <laughs> uh, well, I think we had a sp- uh, podcast sponsor a while back that was, what was it, like a way to invest in- Oh, uh, Wonder Capital. Wonder Capital, yeah, yeah, a way to invest in a portfolio of solar. You could also say the, the Solar Yield Co's. The would Solar also be Yield good- Co's, yeah. <laughs> or you just look at for solar, some power, Solar City. Well, I, I guess Tesla now, because Solar of them, City is no longer public. They're all, because you've got these facilities, right? And they're used to making a solar cell at a certain cost, and they're the older cells now that are being outmoded, so they're currently switching over yep. to the higher efficiency ones. So, I think the next year or two for the solar guys is going to be rough, but long term, I think if they can keep up with the efficiencies, that they'll be okay. Yeah, and if you want to check out that article that you mentioned, uh, it's by Travis Hoyum, published middle of December, if it's the same one that Mm -hmm. you're mentioning, uh, titled U.S. Solar Record Installations, The Future is Getting Brighter for Clean Energy. And I can't think of anybody better to read than Travis Hoyum, if you want to learn about solar. Up on Fool.com, he's our solar guy right now. So, I mean, as long as I've been at the Fool, he's been covering that that industry, not exclusively, but I, I would... Place about a seventy-five to eighty-five percent of his time is spent yeah. on solar. It's that and harking on Tesla, and we love you, Travis. <laughs> well, now Tesla is part of the solar regime oh, too, with yeah. the with the obviously the acquisition of Solar City. The Gigafactory is up and running, only around like fifteen to twenty percent. Yeah, I got that push notification yesterday. Yeah, I was like, so, you didn't tell us what. So they're producing batteries, uh, lithium batteries, and then the power wall, which they're selling. Well, that's the trick, of course, with solar and wind. It's okay, how do we store this energy if we don't need it? Tesla might be on the there way to go. figuring it out for at least the residential side of the business. Sweet. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Taylor. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. That is it for us, folks. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people in this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Taylor Markman, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!